What's up, everybody? It's another Picard TV Talk, and this is Bo here. How's it going? So, I think I need to start this off by just, uh, you know, saying what I have said before. I am entering into the world of Picard as what Star Trek fans would call a filthy casual. I did not grow up on TNG. In fact, I've never actually watched TNG. I mean, I've watched episodes of TNG because there's so many of them, you know, sometimes it's it might pop up here, there, or otherwise, but I've never like like watch watched it. You know what I mean? I'm familiar with Deep Space Nine, and I have watched most of Deep Space Nine, specifically the episode guide that kind of gets you past the boring stuff. Okay, if I'm if I if I haven't offended everybody yet, then this will definitely do the trick. I was a big fan of Voyager. I loved the Voyager back in the day. Like that was I, it was it was a, my favorite of all the Star Treks. Although I do really love Strange New Worlds. I, I I've been enjoying that as well. But my point is, I do not have a deep like knowledge of Star Trek. But I am loving Star Trek Picard season three. Like it's been awesome. It's been ticking like like a lot of boxes for me in terms of the DS9 connections, the Voyager connections. It's it's a lot of fun. And I know enough about TNG to be dangerous. But <laughs> and this is where I wanted to kind of specify before diving into it. Since I don't have that kind of deep institutional knowledge, when somebody like Rolaren pops on the scene, for a lot of folks. For like a lot of Star Trek fans, y'all are going crazy. And I'm like, who this? And so, you know, I just, it, I want to just kind of let you know, I'm looking at this episode through that lens. Not to say I didn't like the episode. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was a fantastic episode. And I want to kind of give the perspective of someone who had no clue who this character was prior to this episode. But almost instantly, it becomes clear this is somebody who Picard has a ton of feelings for. This is somebody who uh, he felt very betrayed by. I mean, they, they like, I know I'm just stating the obvious, but I feel like that really came across. The tension that existed between the two, like when they first kind of see each other on the bridge or on the, the hallway or whatever it is, like from a viewer, you, cl you clearly and instantly get it. Like, okay, these two have history. And then as they continue to kind of engage and talk about what's going on, you realize, oh no, they don't just have history. They got like history, history. Like these two people hurt each other in pretty major ways, which is kind of awesome the way in which they structured their debate and just the tension that exists between the two. A lot of times when we see two characters in tension like this, we as an audience, I think, are supposed to connect with one versus the other. Great example is you got Seven versus Captain, you know, jerk guy over here, right? Like, we like Seven, we love Seven, we're going to stand with Seven. We see that this guy has pain, he's got problems with the Borg, but he's allowing that prejudice to influence his relationship with her, and it therefore, it's kind of clear whilst we can empathize with his situation, we're on Seven's side. As we kind of dive into the interpersonal workings here between Roe and Jean-Luc, like, it's not clear who the good guy or the bad guy is. I don't even think from an audience standpoint, we're supposed to really, like, stand hard for Picard in this standoff between the two. You almost kind of find yourself standing with her. And that, for me, again, as an audience member who really doesn't fully understand what her background is, that's how well they wrote this interaction, that even somebody who does not know who she is can connect instantly, even to the point where you're kind of on her side. It's clear that these two are equal weighted in the damage that was done to each other. And oh my goodness, I mean, she went out with a bang. That's not meant to be a... <laughs> 
pun as I just now realize, but like, no, like, like what a, what a massive like sacrifice there at the tail end is they're trying, you know, she's, she's been clearly gathering Intel on this rise of the changelings that's happening from inside the organization that everything is compromised. It's revealed that she has been Worf's handler in all of this. So perhaps she has connection to section uh, 38 or 12 or 13 or whatever the number is. And you almost kind of get with just again, like just kind of to compare with relationships from previous episodes, the way in which our characters are going to be able to survive whatever's going on with the changelings is by understanding their mutual history. You know what I mean? Like, and not just like, a, oh, I, when you were a kid, I tied your laces and then you fell and then you said this thing to me. No, but it's like, no, we actually hurt each other on deep ways that no one else in the entire galaxy and the entire universe would understand. I think it's interesting how they continue to build off that. And I'm very curious to see if that will continue to be the case, but I've got to imagine that it will to some level. Now we'll say that I know that she's Bajoran because uh, I know Bajoran's from Deep Space Nine. I know about the whole ear thing and that's like a religious, you know, thing for her. So it was, you know, I, li- I like the Picard's line about, was that just another institution that you you turned your back? It's interesting as he's like constantly kind of calling her into question with everything she's doing, which by the way, no, like, it, you you see like no she's she's hardcore Starfleet now she's fighting for Starfleet she died for Starfleet on this also she's taken the uh you know the symbol of her religion and using that as a means to combat the evil that's trying to you know we don't actually know what they're up to actually at this point. So looking forward to seeing how that continues to progress. We don't know yet know what's going on with Jack. There's somebody who's calling out to him. We don't know who that is. We don't know if Jack is a secret changeling. I really hope he's not. That's probably the biggest thing that I'm nervous about, about this, this season or this series is that they're going to take Jack and then turn him into a changeling. And that is, I don't like that at all. I like I like this idea. I like the son of Picard. I like this uh, Jack Crusher. I think he's a cool character. I think it's the kind of character that works really well in a modern Star Trek, again, from a filthy casual standpoint, and would really like to see him grow and go. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of characters that are established in the season that don't need a Jean-Luc and don't need a Riker and don't need a Beverly and don't need a Worf. And like all of these established characters, which are great to see and, and great to kind of see them have this swan song of a of a season, of a series. I think that they've done such a good job of establishing these side characters that there could be a pretty epic spinoff here. So I'm just hoping he's not a changeling. That's that's what I hope, but I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on. He's Jason Bourne, okay? He's, he's Star Trek's Jason Bourne right now. That's That's what he is. But that's going to do it for my thoughts on this uh, episode. I just I, I put it out late because I've, I've seen the online reaction to a lot of this. And I was like, okay, well, I realize this is a big spoilery thing is that this is a very important character to a lot of people. And while I, I still don't really fully know, because again, I, I don't even think I've seen an episode of TNG with her on, to be honest. I remember Wesley, but I, and as I understand it, she came on to replace Wesley. This again, just to, to show you how terrible I am. I didn't even realize that Wesley left the show. I thought he was just always on it in, in the in TNG. So yeah, that's that's me. That's that's what I'm about. Anyway, I want to tell you about something that we're doing right now. Uh I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a t-shirt. It's a Pottery t-shirt. Of course, this show is produced by Pottery Studios. And I've got some Pottery baseball shirts uh that I am going to be giving away to uh yeah, a random lucky person. Here's all you have to do. I am trying to uh yeah, just get some Instagram action going on. So if you head over to Instagram and follow Incognito, that's Incognito. Think Incognito. But then it's a B-E-A-U for Bo. 
You know what? I got the link in the description. Just click that. Follow me there and just send me a direct message with your t-shirt size. And I will pick one lucky person over the next week. And uh, yeah, send them a Pottery baseball shirt. So if you would like that to be you, uh, yeah, that's what you got to do. Now, this is only for those living in the United States. I should mention that as well as shipping can get expensive otherwise. Head over to tvtalk.fm to leave us some wonderful reviews. And that is going to do it for me. But don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Mm-hmm.